In today's day with the explosion of social media, content production is critical for business success, expressing one's personal image, and getting ideas across. We are thrilled to introduce you to this Forbes winning artist, activist, and creative entrepreneur, Chris Jacobs. Going back to fashion, it's all about transformation. It's all about evolution, you know? You're, you're, you're paying reverence to legends and past but it's also like how do you move and how do you expand and I feel like fashion is all about risk taking it's all about rule breaking and so if you're not innovating from within or uh what the fuck are we doing how's it going guys oh my god so excited and blessed to have you on the show, the Invisible Thread family welcomes you with open heart. Oh yeah. my God, I'm so excited to be here. This is <laughs> such an honor. It's like just talking with some friends. No, it's like us hanging out and just like shooting the shit. Why not? And yeah. it's hard to even pinpoint questions for you because I feel like we could really just have a full podcast on so many different things. Oh, for sure. Because you're just across the board so successful and just have your hands in so many different areas. Um, and she's gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> Great energy. Yes. Um, so I guess first we can start out with like, what's your current job title and give us a little description of your day to day, because I know you you're involved in a lot of different things. So I started my own company called Palette Ale about six years ago. It's a creative marketing studio uh, focusing on social media consulting and strategy. And over the years, I've worked with some amazing clients, everyone from the LA Times to People Magazine to Columbia Music, Sony Records, and also entertainers like Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian, Kendall and Kylie Jenner, and Noah Centineo. And, and currently, I am the head of social at Paris Hilton's company, 1111 Media. Oh, and, that's hot. <laughs> yeah. <it's> so hot. <laughs> um, wow. And so I work a lot with uh, the OG influencer, as people yeah, her. absolutely. But wait, so you do all this and make it look so easy <laughs> and you're single? Oh my God. Ah! <laughs> I'm trying to make myself unsingle in 2022. So maybe this podcast is, is attracting my soulmate. I mean, Paris Hilton alone, she has how many millions of followers? Yeah, she has over 60 million followers. I was going to say, yeah, it's a lot of content and for a lot of eyes. That's a huge platform. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you always see yourself kind of going into uh, social media production and how did you kind of start? Honestly, not at all. I think when I attended undergrad and grad school at USC, social media was still new. It was this burgeoning uh, landscape and this field of possibility. And, you know, all these platforms were starting to build it. But now we see this phenomenon, right? With TikTok and Instagram and just how integrated these platforms are with our life mm-hmm. and with consumption and with storytelling and all of that. So I actually have <laughs> probably like most people listening, we have love hate relationships yeah. with social media. Yeah, for so sure. I, I definitely have my moments where I'm like <laughs> so fatigued by it. But working on, you know, the industry side, I've definitely seen how it can be a great tool for storytelling and for uh, really connecting people and connecting messages to um audiences that 
you know, would have never been connected otherwise. So mm-hmm. I try to find the lightheartedness in it all. Yeah. And also just as an artist and as an entrepreneur, um, think about using social media in a way that sort of benefits people. Because yeah. we also know the swing back and the consequences of these platforms as well. And so like for somebody that is like listening to the program and saying, you know, I would want to be in that person's position. Do you... Like what? What school? Like you? You took a degree. You said you were at USC. Like, what was your degree? And was that something that helped create a path for you with the career that you have now? Yeah, totally. I so I, at USC, I studied PR at the journalism school, and then I got my master's in marketing, specifically in entertainment management. So I I did have you know this fascination and this love for entertainment and fashion like you guys. And I think seeing it from a media perspective was really my entry point. Mm-hmm. Um, but even now I would say that was, you know, 12 years ago. So yeah. now we've seen how um, the beating heart of any of these brands or any of these, you know, public figures is social media. It's their direct touch point to their audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how commerce has completely exploded online and social commerce is now a big trend. So I just feel like you can't even exist outside of it anymore. Yeah. Or, or if you did, it would be considered disruptive, right? Like Bottega Veneta, where they like just deleted their social media and like, who, who the hell does that? You know what I mean? Like no one. So yeah, social media is a huge part in and just about every aspect of anybody's industry, really. Totally, you know? totally, yeah. And how has um, kind of your position, like producing social media for a lot of these big brands and people, how has that shifted over the past like five or so, like handful of years with like the real explosion of social media? And like, I feel like you have to make so much content now. It's yeah. crazy. Like, how do you navigate yeah. all of oh that? God, yeah, it's definitely feeding the beast, right? Because mm-hmm. every <laughs> platform is optimizing for more, right? Mm-hmm. And so you guys know this in promoting your own podcast. Now there's so many mediums and so many platforms. It's so hard sometimes mm-hmm. to um, to really understand, like, where should I be or how do I... Um, get my story out there? How do I get my content out there? So I definitely feel like now the the bar has raised in terms of frequency and consistency and just how much is sort of expected. Mm-hmm. And I honestly just, I've worked with a lot of influencers from Manny MUA to Bretman Rock and just seen, I think it's such a talent that they have to mm-hmm. make themselves so available and so accessible. Like, you know, for, especially for Gen Z, I'm a millennial and I admire how much access these young kids and sort of these creators uh, are able to put themselves out there at such a young age. Yeah. Well, and and too, it's like with these so many different mediums of like social media, the way you communicate it too, it's like there's cleverness to that. There's humor to it. There's like creativity to that. Like me and Alexa can both attest, like being our own social media managers for Invisible Thread there is a lot like to think about. It's I, hard. It's like it is a lot. You have to, it's a full time job, right? So yeah. it's like on top of our other jobs, you're trying to create content for you know your Instagram mm-hmm. and a potential TikTok. The you know, real, the, the posts, reels, the IGTVs. Yeah. It's like 
It's like you feel like a hamster on like a hamster wheel. Like it never ends and it never stops. And there's just another platform to get on and mm-hmm. another content video to make. And yeah. it really is crazy. But like, I think it really comes down, like there's a science to it, right? Yeah. So it's like, there are like algorithms to follow. No, I mean, but if you're like Paris Hilton, like you're just going to get those followers already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think also just going back to um, seeing social media as a funnel within an entire sort of branding or marketing um, operations within a company or within, you know, a small business, whatever it is, or for a person, I I like to relate to social media as, as branding, to be quite honest, you know, um, especially you guys talk a lot about fashion here. And I had a friend who expressed this, and I thought this was such a brilliant description of social media, was if you wanted people to enter into your museum, what would you show them? Mm. And obviously, you know, it's like go into the museum, you go into the gallery of someone's life, right? It's like, what's hanging on the walls? You know, what is the story there? Like, what's Mm -hmm. the brand? And I, you know, I've had a conflicted relationship with social media just personally because, you know, as a music artist, that's, there's one dimension of how I want to put myself out there from an artistic standpoint as a songwriter. And then there's a whole different side of who I am that like, you know what I mean? Not Maybe that's not available for people to see. And I think brands struggle from this. You know, there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of thought and a lot of consideration mm-hmm. that has to go into it because, you know, we are a little short-sighted in that because we are sort of saturated with so much content mm-hmm. that what you see is really kind of how we make these judgment calls on, you know, how we're receiving or consuming content and brands. Like, do you put a transition there? (laughs) I mean, do I like that Drake song? You know what I mean? Like, uh, You might lose what follower for that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's a thing. Yeah. I like, I was listening to an influencer talk. I think she was on a podcast. She was saying she feels that her, her listeners and her audience, it's like, society is her boss. Mm-hmm. Like society's like, yes, like cultural well. value. What yeah. does the cultural value right now? Because if it, you lose followers, you got demoted. Basically. You, you know, you get yeah. canceled, you're fired. Yeah. And it's immediate. Like, you know, as soon as you post, you see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And I, to that point and how you asked, like, how have things shifted? I really feel like because they're so, these platforms are so integrated into our lifestyle, people are now more savvy, right? So mm-hmm. you can kind of feel when someone's being inauthentic. Yeah, right. You know, you yeah, can kind of right, feel yeah. when you're like, yeah. this person's a fake bitch. Yeah. She, she's hot, <laughs> but like over it. Like, yeah. You know, and I think that- Like we is... don't need to see photos of French toast. We've seen French toast before. You know what yeah. I mean? There's definitely more of an appetite um, for people that, are willing to accept this mantle of being open and being more honest. And I think TikTok has surpassed like the growth of all these other platforms because of all the community building that's happening on these platforms around issues that most other communities aren't talking about, right? And so the the stigma of social media is like, oh, it's everybody's highlight reels. Like we saw how <laughs> at the end of the year, everyone used that like Bruno Mars song to like romanticize yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 12 seconds of their life. Like, I consider it, I'm not I'm gonna like, lie. Girls, you guys were all depressed, don't lie. Like, <laughs> you know, your hand at the sunset. The yeah, yeah. Just like, I love my life, yeah. everything's great. It's perfect. So I think it's honestly, as 
for us, you know, working in the industry, in some ways, I actually love having a little bit of that buffer between reality and the social reality, right? Mm -hmm. And I I think um, just my experience working with kids that are younger, so much of their identity is wrapped into how they're presenting themselves online. And like, you know, what your digital presence looks like, like you said, adds so much of a currency or a value to who you are as a human. And it so, does. Yeah. And okay, so I'm going to be honest, right? I'm not, I'm probably like at a certain age group <laughs> that social media isn't the first thing I would do. But all last year, I, I really, um, I forced myself to be creative. And I said, you know what? Don't be afraid to just express it and utilize the platform and social media as a way to express that. And I just thought, what would that look like for me? You know what I mean? So all of 2020, I just expressed myself styling and putting it out there and doing different things in my mind that I thought was cool, right? It does have some kind of weight to it because then people started to look at me differently, you know, and my interactions with people were differently once they saw the Insta. And I was like, huh, like, I guess that is... Not that I needed that to be validating in terms of like, obviously it is a thing, but you don't really understand the magnitude of it until you experience it. You know what I mean? I mean, all of us, we work in very visual and creative industries and it's sort of like the business card, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You go out and you're like, you meet somebody who you want to work with or will collaborate with you and it's like... You don't give them a business card. You don't give them a phone number. You're like, hey, follow me on Instagram. On Insta. <laughs> yeah. I think we get Instas before we get phone numbers, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, and we also, like, if you're dating, you're like, how do I, like, find their Instagram? <laughs> 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 right, right. <laughs> Let me do some stalking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my dating profiles are so different from my Instagram. <laughs> hey, different platforms have different content. <laughs> it's that. true. Right? Exactly. Well, and to that point, it's like you did say different, like you said, like different um, media have like different content. And like you said, the community of building. So between the different social media platforms or outlets, how would you rank or how would you describe the usage of those different ones, like TikTok, Insta, blah, blah, blah. Like, what is it for you in your line of work? And how do you attack, like, what's the strategy? Yeah, I I mean, I'm seeing all, just from a trend perspective, all of the platforms optimizing towards commerce and uh, shopping. And not in, like, purely a transactional way, but you're also seeing business really thrive. Um, There's a huge emphasis on dollars being spent on like obviously like social media advertising but like you guys said the content creation you know Mm -hmm. is as impactful as it is to have a Super Bowl commercial it's also really impactful to have you know a a campaign with 50 UGC micro influencers you Mm -hmm. know so there's just different ways to reach people nowadays and so you know I would say just like in terms of like TikTok it's it's way more um, of the wild, wild west, where <laughs> it's you know you're you're seeing people, artists, a lot of music artists being. There's a lot of discovery on that platform, um, even still, and people becoming unsung heroes, being overnight sensations, you overnight. know, really. And but it's it's not necessarily people that 
haven't been doing it. It's people that have been leaning in and just sort of really building. Um, but I, I, to me, I kind of like that platform because I feel like there's this natural, whether it's humor and it's everyone just sort of using humor to mask our pain, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's definitely a lot more realness and rawness on TikTok. And needless to say, obviously, like Instagram as a beast, it's still really focused on on the pretty feeds and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, having like curated curation mm-hmm. as, you know, as a part of building influence, right? Like, especially with fashion brands, like you go to everyone's page, whether it's Prada or Vuitton or, mm-hmm. you know, Chanel, they're all communicating something, right? And mm-hmm. it's it's quite interesting. It's quite fascinating because, you know, again, going back to not seeing social media as marketing, but social media as branding, mm-hmm. social media as content, social media as story. When you go to the page, you actually feel an energy. Off yeah. Of it, you know? No, it's and, true. You know, it's the same thing as like when you go into a store. I was in Nordstrom and I touched one of those small little Balenciaga bags <laughs> with the metallic one and I felt the energy of it, you know? And so like- You, you felt can, the price, yeah. that's what you felt. Yeah. <laughs> and you put it down real quick. Okay, okay exactly. walk away. And, uh, I was just like, and then I like put it down and then I touched it again and I was like, love. <laughs> and then like the little sensor thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, right. gotta go. Um, but it's so interesting because yeah, right, we're um, aligning with brands and like I think like there's- there's a currency, like you said, there's a value, there's mm-hmm. cachet to um, the way in which we're engaging with it from a creative level, from a professional level. Um, yeah, so you kind of have to, you know, it's the devil that you know, so you kind of yeah. have to like <laughs> lean into it. But I also am such an advocate to how do you create boundaries like within yourself to like engage with the platforms healthily? Because, yeah. you know, I, I've been there where you're like, Time okay, sucker, I, you know what I mean? Well, I yeah. Say, like, I want, I want, you know, some dopamine. So let's put like, <laughs> can we put a thirst trap on? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Everyone, go watch um, the Netflix documentary. Um, I'm the name is escaping my mind, but wait, is it the social dilemma? Yeah, the social yeah. media dilemma. Oh, yeah. yeah, it'll explain it all. <laughs> totally, totally. But I think too, like, especially with fashion brands, we saw during the pandemic when like people weren't able to do shows or people couldn't go to like, you know, an up and coming artist, they have like people come to like their showroom and they can show them their pieces. People couldn't do that. So I think social media was a way of showing mm-hmm. off your pieces and these like up and coming you know, uh, fashion stylists. And then they were like one piece would go viral or like Bella Hadid would buy a piece and then she would wear that and it would go viral for a second, but then it would die out. So I think it's a great platform to get that buzz and get people talking about you. But I think it's like, it's hot one minute and then it's cold another and it's hard to sustain that. Mm -hmm. What do you think are kind of like the tricks of the trade or like you know, honestly, I just feel like we're now being asked because of one thing that social media has intr- introduced from all aspects of our life, from an activist standpoint, from a political standpoint, just from just our cultural climate, right, is transparency. And so there is now a almost like a watchdog. There's like this like um, there's this 
responsibility and accountability that people need. And obviously, like we talked before about like, there's this like internet watchdog that exists, right? But in some ways, I feel like that mechanism is is quite powerful in a sense, because I do think that when you're saying how how can a brand succeed? How does a brand cut through the noise? I do think integrity has to always win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's so important. And even the the way that I would suggest even creators, like especially you guys, you know, launching a podcast, using this as a platform for storytelling, like I believe that we all have a place in this, mm-hmm. in in the space of, uh, conversation or the space of contribution, and I, you know, I think social media just is the platform, mm-hmm. and we're now. I'm sure you guys have been reading about the metaverse and yeah. Yeah. NFTs, and you know, big brands entering into the metaverse and what that means, and Web and three. Patenting, they're like yeah. the Chanel number five, like yeah. they're like all these things that we know to already exist. They're like literally a mad dash to patent those things. Yeah, for each brand, it's crazy. So, we're 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 gonna just keep seeing it evolve, and you know I think that we're gonna continuously evolve as well mm. as we engage with it. It like is exciting, and I think there's a ton of potential, but at the same time, I think I'm not like you refuse the to get crypto. <laughs> I'm not like the biggest social media presence, and so I think for me, I'm like what scares me about the metaverse is I'm like you're. I don't want to break down that barrier between reality and not reality because I'm like, that's the only thing that's keeping me saying it right mm-hmm. now because like I can go on my phone and I'm instantly transported basically like into the world of Instagram or like into the world of TikTok, but I can decide when I want to get out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with the metaverse, it's going to be like the matrix. Like <laughs> you're plugged in and you can't get out and buckle up mm-hmm. and hope you survive. Hope you don't go crazy. So. Right. <laughs> so it'll be very interesting to it's see Black what happens. Mirror episode. It guys. is. <laughs> it is. That show is genius uh, in so many different ways, you know? So going back to like social media, and I'm sure you're offered so many amazing opportunities in so many different areas. How do you like pick and choose what makes the most sense for your brand, for someone else's brand? Yeah. How yeah. do you kind of like weave through all of that? You know, I think what I'm really inspired by is now, obviously, like when I first started, I was not necessarily taking every opportunity, but I was a little bit more open. And I actually first started um, my career working for Everlane. Mm, if you guys know that brand. I love yeah. that brand. But I think it's like an interesting story because they built their brand entirely on social media. They had... Um, an e-commerce platform before Nordstrom's, before these big retailers. Oh, wow, you know? I didn't and, know that. Yeah. You know, they, the whole store was built on a Tumblr account. What? Yeah, and so they're one of the That's co-founders. OG. Okay, I'm about to deep dive Everlane. <laughs> one of the co-founders uh, was a growth marketer and an app developer at Facebook and was able to build audience from Tumblr and converted that into a business model. And, you know, I was one of the eight original employees there. And... <gasps> Wow, that's yeah, cool. One was, of eight. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, they became a $60 million brand in three years. And, you know, I think they're estimated worth over $250 million. Um, So it's kind of fascinating to see just sort of this convergence of, I always like described working in a fashion technology business, right? That's where I started. Um, and so, but now just where I'm at, I'm really about impact and I'm really about purpose. And mm. so I've... You know, even with Paris, just 
she's such an icon and, you know, she's really part of the reason why we're all <laughs> engaged in the, <laughs> the way that we are with social media. She's and, like ground zero and for influencers. like social media. Yeah. The OG. OG. Yeah. OG. Like the before beginning. Before influencers were influencers. <laughs> yeah. And before micro minis were micro minis. Or, or when selfies was not even a selfie. Like yeah. she, yeah. was, you know what I mean? she like, was taking the selfie on the flip phone. Yeah. Yes. So oh yeah, it's it's so fascinating, and what she's doing with her company, it's you know really f- interesting because you know her huge story is you know turning pain into a purpose, and um, she's an advocate, and I think that how we can then all ins- like inspire everyone you know in the world to use their voice for good, mm-hmm. I think is the next chapter. You know, we're a little all fatigued by, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we love it. You know, you guys and I, we all love to look at pretty things and pretty yeah. people, but there's, I think there's more to be told and there's more um, that I, I specifically think with Gen Z and young millennials um, that we're underserved in such a way that reduces what we're capable of. And so I guess now to your question, I'm I'm choosing to work with clients and just do things within my own personal life. I I made um, 2022 be my year of possibility, but oh, really wow. leaning into possibilities as how do I align deeper with my purpose? Because I mean, we're it's easy for us to say, okay, we're going to go back to the normal set, but mm-hmm. there's no such thing as going back to normal. Yeah. 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 yeah, We're not even out of the pandemic, but let's say when we're in this post-pandemic era, right, or living with it or, you know, what it's revealed is economic crises, mental health crises, social and emotional crises. Like, you know, it's all, all the gamut is is now blown open, the casket's blown open. And so I think all of us, um, when I was really turned on to what you guys are talking about and talking about legacy, I think we're all trying to lean into our areas of profession and skills Mm -hmm. to create legacy, right? That's true, yeah. Because in a way, like um, the, the birth of Invisible Thread was basically to kind of create these platforms of inclusivity and like uh, giving them a voice to the individuals who don't have a, an ability to express themselves fully. Um, and when I like started thinking about that, like the, the whole purpose of it and like creating it and what, how powerful that would be for our community and like the, the world of creatives, that in a way is a legacy. Do you totally. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I love just, you know, and you know, when, Andre Leontali died, but you saw the quotes and you just really kind of get to re-experience what someone's life did and how much impact or Virgil, you know, and just like how much impact there was. And I think in many ways, like whatever imprint we leave on this planet, like, you know, like I always think about this where I'm like, if aliens abduct <laughs> like, like we all got blown up, and aliens could just see the artifacts of what people. Have. And then, you know, it's just like, what message did your social media feed tell? <laughs> wow, mine's like she's barely existing. <laughs> yeah, did she even live? What did she eat for breakfast? Yeah. we don't know. Did We're, she leave the house at yeah. all? <laughs> I'm gonna see these galactic aliens judging us based on our yeah. social media feeds. Yeah, they would. Probably I'd be like, cancel this one. Um, I like this one. I don't like that one. Yeah. Um, But back in 2020, I had the experience of 
uh, helping launch a nonprofit with Noah Centineo. He's a huge Gen Z star. He has had one of the biggest franchises on Netflix. He skyrocketed to like nearly 20 million followers overnight. Oh my God. Wait, off of what? uh, He had this, he's like the Gen Z Zac Efron, super hot thing. He was like the internet boyfriend. That's what people call him. Oh, funny. Um, But he had a movie uh, based off a book called To All the Boys. And it's a three part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the star of that, just a heartthrob. But, you know, at such a young age, he's, so passionate about helping people and just using his platform for good, you know, and I really got to see the power going back to social media of what we were able to accomplish, you know, mm-hmm. you know, in the height of COVID, we were able to crowdfund, like, you know, over 80 grand oh for uh, COVID relief. And, you know, similarly, a hundred grand for, uh, to fight systemic racism, you know, for with, within the, like, uh, you know, the fire of the Black Lives Matter sort of surgeons that happened like that summer. And and then also we uh, were able to do the same thing for voting consciousness, uh, specifically for this younger generation. And so I think like when I can see that direct impact, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, there's a huge appetite from young people and just not young people, but just people all, of all ages to... Mm-hmm. Uh, to do something. Yeah. You know, it's like a call to action. Yeah. Uh, a higher state of purpose and, you know, all, all those things that give us that drive. Right. Right. And so like for you, how, how do you unlock that potential? Like, where do you find your motivation? Like, how are you able to kind of create a higher purpose for yourself? Maybe like a daily routine, maybe yeah. a meditation, maybe your spiritual, like what, you know, what, it, what does yeah. it look like for you? I think, I mean, I've always have this North star in my mind and it that's sounds, so cute. It I sounds like that. really mm-hmm. cheesy, but no, wait, that's very uh, like cute. a twinkle star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a glittery, yeah. a glittery pink star. star. Yeah. It's a rhinestone. <laughs> the dazzled star in my yeah. mind. Uh, but you hear that quote that's uh, be the role model that you needed when you were younger. Mm. And also very cute. Where is yeah. the tissue? <laughs> and I, I really think about that. You know, I just won an award from Forbes as one of their next 1,000 most inspiring entrepreneurs in the nation. Oh my God, congratulations. Insane. Um, Wow. I was, you know, a part of a campaign for McDonald's first House of Pride campaign. It was the first time ever that McDonald's, a huge global brand, was leaning into the queer community at this level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me as a queer artist of color and entrepreneur of color, like I really find it so important to be visible, right? Yeah. And I use, I don't have a huge following on social media yet, <laughs> but I use my platform in such a way as a form of visibility and vulnerability yeah. and empowerment because I, I get messaged da- daily from people being like, wow, like you putting yourself out there in a bodysuit or you putting yourself out there wearing what you want to wear, like what you talked about, just rebranding yourself yeah, and completely. you know, choosing to express based on your fashion choices and, you know, um, the content that you're putting out there, mm-hmm. it's activating. And like I mm-hmm. think that the more all of us can live inspired lives that help activate each other and one another, like we can find that we're all not different. We're all really the same, the same yeah. you know. And, and, and too, for me, like when I hear that, it's 
it's almost like an expression of self-love, right? Mm. The reason why we do it is because we want to express yeah. that love. Yeah. And the, it just happened to be a conversation on social media. Maybe yeah. photos, maybe all the things we talked about. That conversation of love, like how does it manifest in your life? Like yeah. with all the things that you're doing and like the higher purpose that you want to create, what does that look like for you? And and and, and what's really inspiring you to kind of drive towards that goal? Yeah, totally. I, I see a, a world in which entrepreneurship, artistry, activism can all be forms of empowerment. And and I love what you're talking about self-love because we're messaged, and I've worked in the marketing industry for over 12 years, we're being bombarded with messages that, that reduce us, that sort of disconnect us from our value. And we sometimes, you know, as much as we love fashion, as much as we love the entertainment world, these machines are upholding these standards that sometimes make us feel less than, right? Yeah, Whether completely. we don't have the bodies or the G-wagons or the handbags. Or, or the whatnot. ideal of attractive or yeah. like what, what, and we talked about it earlier, it's like the cultural value. What does the culture place value on? And that's the construct that we're living in, right? May it be good or bad. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. Like we see now with influencer culture and the, the, the one benefit, or not one, one of many benefits is that the meg- megaphone is now more diversified, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we need more than ever. Um, I actually just saw this report uh, for queer representation on TV shows, and it actually went up to 11% oh, uh, wow. queer characters that are um, con- uh, contributing in plot lines for TV. And I'm like, that that's life-changing. I know for me... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was growing up, if there was a show like Glee, that would have honestly changed a huge trajectory of my life. And so for me now, I I find any act of creativity, any act of uh, expression, whether it comes to my fashion choices or my music or my art, is a form of activism because it's a form of activating. That's what mm-hmm. activists are. Mm-hmm. They're activating messages and impact. And I, I really see, like, obviously, like, Invisible Thread as a platform and as you guys are growing this, like we have all contributed to our industries and we're all leaders in a sense, you know? Yeah. So how do we lead society into this next space? And I, I really feel like creatives, they're the visionaries. They're the ones, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're a stylist and I love what you talked about, about how you empower women every single day to feel better about themselves and how then that allows them to feel more confident when they go back to their homes as mothers or wives or whatever. And, you know, I, I particularly have a love as an artist, like for other artists and other creatives, because I feel like we're somehow diminished within the totem pole of mm-hmm. importance in this world, but we can see beauty. We can see behind the veil and we actually can create beauty. Yeah. And I think that 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 is power. Beauty is power, obviously, as we know, yeah. and uh, as amplified by these platforms. And so I believe that, you know, the more that we lean into the types of beauty, we're, the more intentional we are about what beauty we're creating in this world, um, the world will change. And mm-hmm. so fashion is a vessel for change. Uh, entertainment is a vessel for change. Music is, obviously. So that's the way that I like to see it all. It's not superfluous at all. Me <laughs> holding a purse down the street, guys, is a form of activism. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, 
your existence is a form of My existence is performance art. <laughs> What's exciting is we're existing in a paradigm shift. It, people are calling it the creator economy, but I read this report that, you know, in the next five years, like, three-fourths of jobs may be the gig economy. And, you know, we saw like, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're seeing the laws now change to be more formatted to the fact that, you know, contractors and uh, freelance artists are the ones that are now moving to the center. And that's how these businesses are going to be structured. So I'm actually really excited to see how uh, creativity and business really interplay Mm -hmm. in new models that are going to be developed because, it's actually the artists and the creatives that are bringing about these new solutions. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just when it pertains to fashion, one thing that's like so mind blowing to me, but just just this movement around like um, upcycling and just mm-hmm. sort of like you know the real real and just all these like I just saw this like membership I forget the name uh, membership model where you can like pay a membership fee to like rent out bags. Mm-hmm. Oh, with it, um, Vivrel? Yeah. Vivrel? Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, wow. I mean, I never thought about that, but like that's there. That's the type of innovation that's happening. And again, yeah. like starting my career at a fashion technology business, like I'm like, what else is going to happen? And, yeah. I, and it goes back to, I mean, when you look at a lot of the brands that are on Wall Street, Lululemons of the world. They're, they're <laughs> very influential. Revolve, mm-hmm. very influential. And so, um, yeah, I, I would never undercut a creative because they got <laughs> they, yeah. they've been on the bottom floor and they know they know how the whole game works. You know, completely. And I, th- I think that's what makes it so exciting too. Like as you mentioned, the phase that we're now moving into, like the possibilities are somewhat uncharted but we need to think about what's the next big thing because if we jump on it now well for me you know when i okay so since we've started this invisible thread moment we've been doing so many deep dives and the patterns are like showing up in my head and like the way that metaverse will show up in fashion would be that um way to experience fashion without actually being there physically right so then how does it tie in with, you know, our current life with the pandemic and unable to really interact physically? I mean, we may fully go into it just because it's resolved that it solves that situation. Do you know what I mean? It solves the the problem of actually being there and interacting physically because of the pandemic. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so the metaverse would be a solution for that making all the other brands create something along that line. And so then instead of doing full-on runway collections, they could do capsule collections, but it really uh, will drop and and not necessarily uh, have like five different runways a year. It would be like strong, individual, specific, purposeful collections that speak to their... Um, direct client, but shown on the metaverse. I mean, I mean, it's a way to become very sustainable, right? Yeah. There is there is this craving, this desire to connect and to engage in such a way, but 
the metaverse does solve solutions. Paris, she launched Paris World in Roblox, and she was DJing in the metaverse. And that's so on cool. New Year's what? Eve. And like you know, Travis Scott when he did his concert. Yeah. That's so it's crazy. like people from all around the world get to experience this. And like I don't know, they're from a spiritual solution standpoint. I'm like, <laughs> let's <laughs> meditate in the metaverse, guys. Yeah, 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 it's probably yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because the metaverse can resolve a lot of issues. The physical like being there physically and also be sustainable, like you said, because then what they could do, oh my God, am I going to just throw this idea out there? But what they Copyright, could, right? <laughs> own it. We can cut it out if it's going to be a million dollar idea. Yeah, what, you know, what could happen is like the brands could show their collection and based off the likes, that's what they make. Oh, cool. So it's like- Do you know um, what I'm saying? Yeah, like uh, what's it called? Like data analysts or mm-hmm. like um, trend reporting, yeah. it kind of gives you that that data like upfront, right? Instead of like making it and then hope they buy it, mm-hmm. like it's in the right. opposite. It's in the reverse. Oh, yeah, no, I love that. Just how what how meta the metaverse is a how it can expand this movement of sustainable fashion and fashion consciousness, which we're moving into. Mm-hmm. That's the big idea. Someone at this table, <laughs> let's crack that code. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Oh, metaverse is one of those things that are just so many questions, but it's quite fascinating, like as it evolves, you know? And then also too, like the metaverse could be like you're saying it could be so rich like you could be popping with all the latest trends in the fashions and then in reality how does that translate to that individual in real time you know like how can they still wear it and i mean still- there are, there are people right now buying houses real estate mm-hmm. land cars They're buying in lots. the metaverse yeah. <laughs> but what's your plan like what's the end game <laughs> No one You're just going to suck your soul into the metaverse and like live at home and sit on the couch, but like you live in the metaverse. You only have your job in the metaverse. Will you make money in the metaverse? Bitcoin? We, we got to ask Zuckerberg what, yeah. what the plan is. This is crazy. <laughs> it's like sure. we're all turning into the Sims. Yeah. But like, I and feel- then like, And then, you know, our reality, there's decay. Society's like in complete disarray. You know what I mean? It could be that way too. Like- You're like overweight. <laughs> Ugly sitting at home, but then like your metaverse is like ripped. On eight pack I, I fire. Saying, I keep saying I'm straight in the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a unicorn. In the yeah, right. I'm a heterosexual unicorn in the metaverse. So. That is so funny. <laughs> Pull up with the glitter pink car. <laughs> hey, Super bro. What's but, up, bro? <laughs> but a bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm a heterosexual unicorn bro in yes. the metaverse. That's my avatar, guy. I'm so into it. <laughs> oh, my God. It, what scares me, too, is like I think about the younger generation and like with the metaverse, I'm like scared that we're going to lose all of our um, social inept like mm-hmm. oh yeah that's like out the window capabilities yeah. because it's like body language how people you know are speaking to you eye contact these things are all really important for the real world in like interacting in real life with right. people and i'm scared for like the younger generation that like will they be able to like sit and have like a normal job interview or is that going to be like overwhelming because you're not used to being in someone's presence for that long or being asked those questions like 
I, I don't know. It's just weird. I know. Because we're like, we're hiring in the metaverse. Crazy, <laughs> 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 right? I'm a billionaire in the metaverse. <laughs> that's what I want. Honestly. Yes. We live together. I'm <laughs> using the metaverse to manifest. So that's what I want. I want to be Brazilian in the metaverse. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious, though, like, because, you know, I feel like you had so many creative moments in your life already. Like, for you, um, was there one that stuck out the most that you were just like, oh my God, I can't, like pinch yourself moment or like, or, or, or even let's say it hasn't happened. You're like, I would love to work with this person. Mm. I think the, the, like Paris has always been on my vision board. So the fact mm-hmm. that I'm working with her is like, is it insane? Definitely, you know, like my, uh, 16-year-old kid self idolized her, as many of us did, and she's the icon of the 2000s. And um, but I just always respected her for her vision and you know her heart and mm-hmm. just who she is. And for me, as a kid who was closeted and really afraid to be myself, like she really changed me because she her she was always advocating this message of adding sparkle, like throwing some yeah. glitter on it, being yeah. who you are, you know, and. It's, it's she's such an inspiration now because we're now returning back to those conversations in which it was okay, it was acceptable for women to be vilified and sort of mistreated by the media. It was just the sport. And now where we're existing in, it's actually not okay with mm-hmm. what was said in certain interviews and stuff like that. So she's, to me, super resilient and she's really transcended um, so much. I think for me as an artist... Um, my my one pinch me moment. So mm-hmm. maybe this won't ever be able to replace those in real life moments. Um, I was the first artist to perform on the city of West Hollywood stage oh, at I LA Pride. That. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! And so, Isn't that amazing? Uh, it That's so cool. This huge stage that was in the middle of Santa Monica Boulevard on Pride weekend. I was the first artist to perform there, and I had this amazing LED screen behind me, thirty foot, and it said, "God loves all of us." And I was there to bring a message to uh, that event. And I feel like when I talk about self-love and spiritual empowerment and self-transformation, all of us are seeking purpose. All of us are seeking to live lives that are meaningful and impactful and fulfilling, not just for ourselves, but for the people around us. Mm -hmm. And I just see, you know, people think, purpose is this such this loaded word yeah but i see it as like what is your contribution of love styling you know music mm-hmm. fashion that's our contribution of love and when you align that within your ritual of your daily life and your existence and hopefully sometimes we're blessed when you can align that with a paycheck like <laughs> that's really you know where where i would love to see more of us living in harmony and alignment with what we're called to do. And so um, anyways, I think that performing there, just bringing that message to that space really kind of now permeates everything that I do as an entrepreneur and as an artist. Because going back to integrity, I think now we're existing in a time where we're now calling ourselves to a higher sense of integrity. And I don't mean that in the sense of just not telling a lie or being honest. I mean that in like owning your yes and owning your no. And When it comes to integrity, I feel like we're often 
in the in fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Fashion's all about nonconformity. It's all about mm-hmm. like being you and just mm-hmm. being an authentic person, right? And um, but obviously there's this pressure to conform. And so for me, owning my no and just saying, no, that doesn't align with me. That doesn't align with my values. I think social media is now creating more of a culture in which like we're accepting more value-driven businesses and we're denying those that aren't aligned with values, right? Um, and so I, I hope that in the next phase of what I'm doing, um, that's, that's going to be something that sets me apart because I do still feel like the old paradigm, the old leadership, what we're getting, um, they're still needing to catch up a little bit there. Yeah. And it's okay if they don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cut about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm also curious because, like, you know, manifestation and yeah. bringing the energy around you to kind of like create the world that you desire. How did you meet Paris Hilton again? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, honestly, like, again, it was, I think it, I really do believe in manifestation and I don't believe it in just this superfluous, like, okay, cool, like, manifest an extra. From your or a text from your ex. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, or like, have you ever thought about something and then the bitch calls you? Yeah. Or like, you know yeah, I, mean? I do believe yeah. that we're we're all one and we're all connected. But um, how I how I think of manifestation is really conscious reality creation. I think mm. that when we can um, discipline and sort of focus our minds towards what we're creating, um, and we can align our thoughts more with love versus fear, we're actually in a state of consciousness that most people aren't in. Mm-hmm. So m- most people are operating a level of unconsciousness where we're on the autopilot program of fear. Yeah. But when you can separate yourself from emotion or from your feeling state or whatnot and your thoughts, you actually then become conscious and you are activating from this place of love and this frequency that actually helps you consciously create into your reality. And so I don't know, like I, I had this funny thing that I told her where I um, one day when I was like, as a kid was like, why doesn't Paris have a song called That's Hot? And uh, <laughs> you know, I was listening to her album. I was like 16 years old, you know, it was the Stars Are Blind album, super iconic. And yeah. I was like, I want her to have a song called That's Hot. It's so crazy. Me working with her, you know, almost 20 years later, I write a song for her called That's Hot for her Netflix show, Cooking with Paris. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, you guys have to listen to it on Spotify. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We're going to put it in the notes. So everyone, please take a listen. So I do think to a degree, like what you think about, like I actually got the gig because a former boss of mine that I worked with four years ago, he did a cold call. He knew the person that became the president of her company. So, and then just the rest is history. So I do feel like um, you are like, yes, you work hard for it. But at the same time, I do think you can attract surprises and delights from the universe mm-hmm. and things are meant to be. I still believe in that. I think you can be the arbiter and the captains of your fate, but I also do believe in destiny. And I do believe that uh, we're called, like even this meeting right now, like okay, we're called. Okay, come through. <laughs> It's a divine appointment. It is a divine appointment. <laughs> manifest, manifest destiny. Uh, happy hour, Abby. So yes. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, that's so. Um, yeah, because you know when somebody says manifest, and there's like these like. 
taglines. You know、mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, what does that really mean for your own personal life? When somebody says manifest, does that mean you know sit there and think about it in a corner and or write it down a million times or like phone a friend? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, how I use it practically, I think manifestation. It's it's very simple in the sense that. We have thoughts. We have seventy thousand thoughts a day,、mm-hmm. um, and you know, thoughts create reality. Thoughts create form on some level. So, what you think about、um, when it becomes more embodied, that's when you start to take action, right?、Mm-hmm. So, and then you're like, okay, cool. Now it's time for me to start that podcast.、Mm-hmm. Now it's time for me to like, you know, launch my own fashion label. Now it's time for me to launch that business. So, I do believe that we're the physicalized. Embodied versions of our thoughts. That's what we do. You know,、Oof. it's like so. I, you know, I think people like to kind of, you know, make it this woo-woo thing, like this like witchy bitchy yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, you're, like you're I, doing a seance yeah, spell or yeah. something. I don't yeah. think it's that. Ma- I mean, I think it's magical in a sense that we are the operant power. We have such creative power and vision, and that's why I do think that artists. They are called technologists, futurists, all these people, culturists. They are called in some way to express their vision here,、mm-hmm. here and now. Like you know, whether it's like that, you know, designer of color that now is showing at New York Fashion Week. Like, how did that happen? Or、mm-hmm. we talked about Kanye West. He has this huge documentary on Netflix right now. Like, oh my god, did you watch did it? That, I have not yet, but、uh-huh. so many people have told me about it. But how did that happen? You know what I mean? And so I really do think that.、Um, The bridge between that is is our thoughts and our visions, and aligning that with faith that it can be done, it can yeah, be created. You know, I agree. I mean, not to say that if I were to think about a cheeseburger right now, it would just end up at my door. <laughs> It's not like that, but like、um, I have since like just owning my creativity and、yeah. owning my genuine self. The embodiment came naturally. Do you、mm-hmm. know what I mean? So、That's、the communication、it. came、yep. naturally. That's it. The verbiage came naturally. Yeah. So when I say embodiment, the thought to embodiment is so quick that you don't realize it.、Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it, in the split second. And you feel those thoughts swirling in your mind. Sometimes you're like, okay, cool. Should I do this? Should I not? You're kind of in your head, right?、Uh-huh. And then the more you think about it, the more you start to align that with confidence or with affirmation. It moves down to your heart,、mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you know when people really trust their second brain, their gut, like it's so embodied in them that they're just naturally moving. Like you know, like、yeah. I only eat this, I、yeah. only dress this certain way. They're so, and that's when you experience someone who's so confident because you're like, oh wow, who they are and who they're expressing themselves as. Is so deeply in them. That's、mm, the realms、mm. of the world, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.、Um, and it's contagious it's in a way. It is. You know what I mean, I mean, people are drawn to those people. I think it's the same thing with like people who are just naturally very positive about the world and life. You're like, I want to hang out with you more because、mm-hmm. you want to feel that energy. And people who are so like authentically themselves, like、uh-huh. Andre was. Yeah. Why do you think everyone gravitated towards him? They were like,、yeah. that's. That's empowering and it's inspiring, and you don't see it every day because there are so many fears. And I think we do lead with fear, where it's like, I've always wanted to do my dream job or start my own business, but like I can't because it's going to be too hard, or social media is too daunting, or I don't have the funding, or whatever it is. And it's like,、mm-hmm. 
if you just like sat down and told yourself that you can do it and let's take it one step at a time, mm-hmm. you'll probably you'll be successful. It. You'll yeah. do it. And yeah. it, it, it can be done in baby steps. Yeah. You don't have to say, I'm going to be a celebrity stylist tomorrow. Totally. And Beyonce is going to be knocking at my door. No, it's just like, you know what? I want to try to be creative today. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to post today. Yeah. I want to figure out my caption. I want it to be funny. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like a, a journey, a process. And then in that process is what is magical to me because like I never thought about like styling for um, a photo shoot at a level for an actor who has a movie just coming out. Somebody DM me. Can you help me? I was like, yeah, sure. Came through. All my connections came through. We styled it. It was amazing. And then I leave that thinking, you tell me I would do that a year ago. I'd be like, you're crazy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's so cool. It's reality. Here so, I am. Here we go. Yeah. So before Kudos we, to me. Before we go out on Friday night, what are we manifesting this year in oh, 2022? Damn, here we <laughs> go. Big, this, is the, this is the question of the Ooh, hour, guys. Okay, so, well, I Where think, is the tequila? <laughs> um, I think for me, going into 2022 and meeting Perlito, and I think meeting him, it was really inspiring where... I think in the fashion world, it's hard to meet people that like no ego, you just connect like straight off the bat. And I was like, we need to create something together. Mm -hmm. And I think going into 2022 and like launching Invisible Thread has been such a amazing creative outlet that I'm so happy that we're here and that we're in this space together. And I, I think I'm I'm just really proud of like me and us yeah. and you for doing this and taking that leap because it is scary. It it's, is scary. It's scary like jumping into another like business venture or yeah. creative endeavor, whatever that might be. And so I think this year I am just encouraging myself to push through those moments of mm-hmm. fear and also like push back where like if I want to do something, but then my I get in my head, I'm like, nope, I need to get out of there and I need to just like say yes or just push through. Okay. And I think on social media too, like I really hold back on posting photos or whatever it is where I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. And I'm like self-critical. I'm like, forget it. If you want to post it, who cares what everyone else says? Mm-hmm. Just do it. So I just think do it. the year of maybe yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Or just like pushing through. Yes. The- yes, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> Throw that- some glitter on yeah. it. <laughs> no, like literally, yes. <laughs> so good. I love that. Yeah. And, and just to acknowledge you, like, um, you know, like the DNA of this, how we got it to this. I would have never done it if it wasn't you. Like, if you didn't say to me, let's do a podcast, I would have never even thought that's my reality. Do you know what I mean? Or that could be my reality. So in that vein, in that energy, thank you for that. And I definitely feel so blessed to have those levels of creativity and comfort and um, the ability to mesh different personalities and feel like we're still one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> what, yeah, what do you want to do in 2022 besides Invisible Thread and making it? I, I'm really drawn to the same ideas of like what Chris was saying, like legacy and purpose. It, it, I want 
to create something that means something. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not necessarily doing it because I, I want to be famous or like all the existential, superficial things that come with what we do in, in, in our line of work. It, it stems from like um, something you said, Chris, like be the person that you want to be inspired by or like you said it in a different way, but it was yeah. like meaning that way. I want to be that person that I never had growing up. You know what I mean? I want to be the face of that person that I never saw growing up. I want to be the example of who I should be that I never could even gauge that I could be that person growing up. Like there's so much power in that and there's so much to give in that space that it would power me through no matter how many hours we work our full-time job. <laughs> and let me tell you, those deep dives take time. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not just like an hour. Yeah, no. Fuck no. Yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. researching what? These people, you know, Their people life. live a long life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's hard to get through, like on a just a normal work week. So it gives me the strength to create what we create and do what we do. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to do more of that for 2022. And I cannot <laughs> wait to hear what you have manifested for okay. 2022. Because you have, you won a Forbes I mean, award. what else can you do? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you've accomplished so much already. I Please tell me what's on your vision board. Well, um, yeah, just from a practical standpoint, a man... I'm like, I'm in this point <laughs> in my down. life where I'm... I mean, if you can manifest Paris, yeah. Yeah. I'm damn sure you can manifest yeah. a man. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so, He's going to be a stunner. Okay. Um, <laughs> I actually have one fun manifestation story if you guys want it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was at Steve Madden um, and I was just like looking at shoes and they had this... Uh, I knew what they were referencing. It was like a knockoff of the studded like nylon re-edition of the Prada bag. Yes, Prada. Uh, the uh -huh. crystallized one, right? And uh -huh. I, I remember just going into the store and looking at it. I was like, oh my God, I know what this bag is. And I was like, I want this. And mm -hmm. I, um, anyways, I just bought it, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, it made me think about the actual real one. Like yeah, the, one, the Prada one. The Prada one, yeah. yeah. And you know all about it. And it was so funny, actually, like, I like was at Paris's house and I, uh, her chief of staff, I was like, Hey, like, I'm like obsessed. I really want this bag and I can't stop thinking about it. And, um, uh, the chief of staff, she pulled up a photo of it on her phone. The actual she, bag. The actual bag. She's like, let me guess. It's this like glittery like, <laughs> product one. I was like, yes. And oh my like, God. She's like, yeah, I'm like getting Paris, uh, one of these, uh, the dress from Milan, from her rep from Prada. I was like, oh my God, ask him if he has the bags. And he's like, because at that time you could not get it mm -hmm. like in stores it wasn't or out. whatever. Uh -huh. yeah. and, and I was like, and I was like, yeah, like, let me ask if, the, if I can get it. And he actually had them. Anyways, long story short, um, Paris ended up gifting me the bag oh, that's so sweet. from Milan. And so it... From the two days that I thought about it, it was already overnight from Milan. To <laughs> I think your Hills. man is probably waiting yeah. for you downstairs. I was going to say, the <laughs> yeah. power of your manifestation. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So, she's so kind and she gifted it. Me and now me, her chief of staff and Paris, we have bestie matching. Yes. That is so cute. So, yes, queen. Yeah, you can. You can. 
you can uh, organize the universal forces to bring <laughs> you things that you're like, thank you guys so much. Oh my God. This has been me. amazing. I can't wait to be back. And, 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 you know, like personally and just from the bottom of our heart, like thank you for your time. Thank you for your knowledge. You're a busy man. Thank you for your presence, your energy. Um, I love you. Thank you. Love you <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Um, and Invisible Thread. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify. You know where to find us. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. 